Welcome to the first season of the Ninth Grade Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Dutchko. As a teacher of freshmen and one of our freshman mentor committee faculty advisors, I spend a lot of my school day helping students navigate the successful transition from middle school to the halls of Emmaus High School. The goal of this podcast is to give you the story of the ninth grade here at Emmaus High School through the people who live it daily, the students and staff. We will attempt to touch on the real issues and stories that ninth grade students face, ranging from academics to athletics to technical school, and just trying to find your way as one person in a community of approximately 2,700 students. We will also look to speak with some of the influential staff members who play a key part in a student's ninth grade year. It's the hope that future ninth grade students and their families can use the tips and insights provided here to begin making connections to their new school and learn more about the day-to-day lives of the students that they one day will become and realize from day one that ninth grade counts. You can learn more about this episode and all the episodes of season one on the website. Well, you can also follow us on Twitter at EHSFMC or at Chris Dutchko, or the hashtag EHS9Counts. But before we jump into today's topic, let's thank our sponsor for this show, the East Penn Education Foundation. This podcast has been made possible through a $1,000 grant awarded to teachers like me each year who are attempting to do unique projects in the area of science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. The foundation supports programs that put learning in motion by giving students the tools they need to think actively in a complex and changing world. You can follow them on Facebook at East Penn Education Foundation, on Twitter at EPSD EdFound, or Instagram at EPSD Ed Foundation. Now on to the show. Between clubs, activities, sports, and socializing, Sometimes it's hard to remember that the real focus of high school needs to be on the academics and the work students do in the classroom. In chatting with our guest today, you will see how two high-achieving ninth-grade students balance their time in order to excel in some challenging classes. Both Megan Patrizzi and Ben Thomas have found that school-life balance and are anxious to share their stories with you today. They discuss topics such as the hardest adjustments from middle school, managing the workload, getting involved in the school community, and those important tips to make your ninth grade year the best that it could be. Let's hear from Megan and Ben. Thanks, guys, for coming in. And let's do a little bit of introductions here. Uh, Our first two guests on the Ninth Grade Experience podcast, we have Megan Patrizzi. Hello. And we have Ben Thomas. Hello. Okay, so we have two uh, ninth graders here in some pretty challenging classes, really involved in our school. And they are going to take a little bit of time here to tell you some uh, things about their year, uh, what they've gone through, uh, maybe some tips for incoming ninth graders, and just what they've learned throughout the year here at Amaze High School. So thanks for joining us, guys. No problem. Yep. So the first question I'm going to ask, and either one of you can answer, um, uh, the title of our podcast here is The Ninth Grade Experience. So it's now the middle of May. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your ninth grade experience? Uh, I've had a pretty good experience so far overall in the school. I've enjoyed like the difference between middle school and like high school. It's a lot different. There's a lot more work, and you have to manage your time a lot better. Um, like me playing two sports, I have 
very little time after school to get homework done so you really have to like use your study halls use whatever time you can to get work done in school so you don't have to do as much outside of school and you mentioned you play two sports what are the two sports you play i play football and lacrosse okay so you have the fall and you have the spring yeah keeping you busy there nice winter off but i'm sure you were training all winter too yeah. right yeah uh both sports mostly go year round so i don't really get a break but so you've been a busy ninth grader. How about you, Megan? What have you been up to this year? Yeah, I've been pretty busy. I mean, it's all about trying to keep track of your work. I mean, I play basketball year-round, not just for the school. So I don't really have a lot of time after school either. So you really have to take advantage of your study halls and not just kind of sit there and watch TV the whole time. It's very important that you're trying to get your work done during them. So that's good. And we'll talk the, a little bit about this later, about taking advantage of time you have here at school to get work done. But uh, I want to take you back, and Ben, you kind of talked about this a little bit. I want to take you back to May of last school year. You were in eighth grade, and what what uh, middle school were you in, Ben? Uh, Lower McCungie. And Megan? And I was at Iyer. Okay, so we have both of our middle schools covered here. So we're getting ready. It's May of last year. You're getting ready to get out of middle school and looking forward to high school. Uh, can you remember back to what either of you were thinking um, before the summer and going into the summer about what high school was going to be like? Um, I was really actually concerned about, well, the number one thing that you hear most freshmen say is about getting lost, and you think that the school is a lot bigger than it really is, but once you get here, it's really not as big as you think it will be, and I think that it looks kind of terrifying as you're that eighth grader, you know, when you go through your tour of the high school, but once you actually get here, you learn different ways to go to your classes, and it's not as bad as it seems, and it is a big adjustment just trying to figure out where you're going and obviously you know you only get five minutes to go between classes it's a lot different you know there were no bells in middle school but once you get to high school there's bells so the first two weeks the teachers aren't really you know they aren't really on top of it so you don't really have to be that nervous I guess you could say and how about you Ben what do you remember back from this uh, time I remember I was like not really nervous I was just kind of like going with the flow and see what's going to happen um, I definitely thought like it was going to be like a challenging process to learn all the class courses, but as soon as after the first week, it's fine. Um, I mean, definitely the most thing is you can't really like you can stop and talk to people in the hallway, but get to class. That's mm -hmm. probably one of the biggest things. So uh, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like your hardest adjustment was just getting used to um, the schedule and the size of the building um, and working through that at the beginning of the year. Is that, is that about right? Yeah, it's a lot of getting used to. And I remember like the first two weeks, I was late to like every class, <laughs> but you kind of just get used to it because you learn different ways to go to your classes. Like the way that I went to my classes in the beginning of the school year is completely different to where I go now. There's a lot of different ways you can go to your classes, and especially using the courtyards is a big one. You definitely want to take advantage of the courtyards because you, if you have to go from the auditorium to English, that's like the worst one that you have to go to. You really want to use the courtyard because then you don't have to, there's a lot of like traffic in the hallways. So if you use the courtyards, you kind of avoid that. And what room are you in for English? 581. So just for obviously you're listening to this, but the auditorium is on the exact opposite side of the school from room 581. Uh, if you were to guess, how long, if you were just walking there on a casual walk, how long do you think it would take you to get from one end to the other? It's 
I don't even know. If you're just like casually walking, it would take probably around like eight minutes, but you really have to it, run it is, through. It is really far. It is literally the furthest spot from one end of the school to the other, up three flights of steps, up in the up in the corner of the third floor. So it is really far away. So just getting used to that uh, size there. So Ben, was there something that maybe um, after that first week you were kind of rolling with it, um, was there something after that first week that kind of caught you off guard and maybe you weren't expecting that was a little bit challenging for you uh yeah definitely like when you're keeping up with your classes like if you drop off for like a week your grades will go down tremendously um and you gotta like keep up with what you're doing like you can't take a day off um and you definitely like when i got to high school i definitely had to change my perspective on like work i had to like like i used to like kind of just go through my homework try to get done as fast as can but like when you get to high school you have to make sure you're doing it because that's also helping you like study for what you're doing in class because like if you don't do your homework then you, and you come in the next day you're not really going to know what you're doing in class um and i definitely feel like like the teachers help you with that like giving you work that'll help you the next day in class so that's something to keep up with um also going back to the grades um like after after like a little bit you get used to like how you you'll see how your grades will change like if you like do bad in a test you can also bring it back up with doing like like it's not just tests it's also homework everything i feel like in middle school it's kind of like if you did bad in a test your grades like automatically bad but like in high school like the teachers it's kind of more even so like if you don't do homework and you do good on tests you're still not going to get that good of a grade like you have to do everything in the class possible and uh, both Ben and Megan are in college prep level classes or higher. So, Megan, why don't you, can you talk to us a little bit about um, what you see out of your classes, the workload, and maybe what you were experiencing at the middle school, and then you came to the high school, and then you're in um, college prep level, you're in the biology honors class, which is traditionally one of the more difficult classes here at Emmaus High School. Um, can you just give us a little bit about uh, what is your day like, and what were you expecting for the level of um, work in your classes, and what has it been like? Yeah, it's definitely been, it's kind of hard to find the balance between doing your schoolwork and playing a sport at the same time, and I definitely got a lot more work in the biology honors class than I thought it was going to be, but you kind of like get used to it. With an honors class, they kind of expect you to kind of not necessarily just teach it to yourself, but they expect you to be more responsible of a student. And, you know, they're going to give you a packet and it's going to have a reading to go along with it. And you're going to have to kind of teach it to yourself a little bit. So it's a lot of taking notes. You have to be very good at taking notes in those type of classes because it's a lot of lecturing. It's not really, you know, when you were in middle school and you had your science classes, you know, you'd work through your worksheet with the teacher and stuff. There wasn't as much lecturing. When the thing with bio that's different is it's almost all lecturing and you basically have to be really good at note taking because that's going to be your main source of studying is the notes that you take during class and if you're that's the one thing you have to get really good at in the beginning of the year and if you get really good at taking notes it'll also help you with all your other classes that's the other thing I've noticed is I've gotten a lot better note taking with biology and it's helped me with my other classes but I think that overall it's not as bad as some people make it out to be. If you stay on top of your work and you really focus on getting a good grade in that class and you get a lot of homework grades more than test grades, 
I mean, uh, you get about maybe four or five big tests a marking period, but you get you can have up to 15, 20 homework assignments that go into home access. And so it's really you really have to take care of, you know, doing your assignments and make sure you get all your homework grades in, because if you miss a homework grade, that can really hurt your grade more necessarily than say you get a really good grade in a test, but you don't do your homework assignments for the entire marking period. You're not going to get a good grade in the class because homework still affects your grade more than people think it will. Uh, you talked about note-taking strategies. Um, for just as a, we're giving tips for ninth graders as well too near the end. But um, was there one thing that you learned about note-taking or a strategy or what was it that you picked up on and you said you took it to other classes with you? What was that? Was there something that you were able to now take and something specific that you can give to the listeners about what you did for note-taking? Yeah, what I kind of do is I actually type my notes. I don't really write them anymore because now that we have the Chromebooks, it's just easier and everything saves automatically. You don't have to worry about losing your notes. And what I kind of do is like when they go through different topics, I'll put like a header and then I just put kind of bullet points like under it. And like if I have a definition, I'll highlight my definition and kind of just go through my notes like that because it's just easier and then when it comes to like bullet pointing, you really have to pick out the most important information because they'll bring up like entire slides full of information. And I still see some kids that will go through and they'll type the entire slide down in your notes. But that's not really helping you with your notes. You kind of have to put it in your own words to where you understand it because the way that it says on the slide, you may not quite understand it. So you have to put it in your own words and kind of just you have to summarize what's on the screen, not necessarily typing down the entire page worth of notes yeah it's not gonna help and that's something that um i teach freshmen as well too and that's something we always tell them to like not copy the entire slide mm -hmm. because they have access to the entire slide but you did mention something that um i actually did not have down originally but i think it's kind of interesting so this is the first year that we have had chromebooks for all the students one-to-one -one. so ben what has your experience been with your chromebook have you been able to use it um have you noticed uh any benefits from it uh so what has that been like to have that this year uh yeah for sure i've definitely benefited from it um because i use that in mostly all my classes um and i feel like going off on note taking it's kind of like you want to take notes of what you need to know not like like most of the kids will copy down the whole thing but you don't really need to know like some kids already know something and they still copy it down like copy what you need to know and i feel like the teachers do like a really good job of like how you learn they kind of like do it to everyone like they kind of like split it up if you're like if you like visual learning, like there'll be parts of visual learning, there'll be all other parts of learning, um, which I feel like definitely helps everyone in the class like improve. Um, and then the Chromebooks, I have like I just like using it at home. It's easier to type papers up. Um, I feel like most of the kids in our school like don't really have access to like like computers and like at home, so I feel like it definitely benefits uh, like the ninth grade class um, using them. Uh, Megan, anything you wanted to add about your first year with the Chromebooks here? Yeah, I, I really like having the Chromebooks, and plus it kind of cuts down all the paper mm. that like we have to carry around. So I only have one folder now because basically everything they give us is on the Chromebook. If they're, That's where Google Classroom really comes in here is everything that we really do anymore, they post the worksheet on Google Classroom through Google Doc, and we type right on the document, and it makes everything a lot easier to turn things in because all you have to do is hit the turn in button. You don't yeah. have to worry about losing assignments. The only class that we really get worksheets in anymore, at least for me, is in math, and even then we use 
something called Cami, where it's like we can do all our math problems on there on the computer. And I think it's a really useful tool because we were all u- already using the Chromebooks a lot last year as it was, and the teach we couldn't bring them home with us. So if you didn't have a Chromebook at home, you couldn't really do your assignments. Like you couldn't really type anything up necessarily. And back to what Ben said, I didn't have my own Chromebook, and so trying to do everything on an iPad isn't really Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot more difficult, yeah. Yeah, and so it's very helpful to have them. But, you know, also comes back to the responsibility thing is taking care of your Chromebook. There's been a number of kids that have broken them this year. You really have to take care of them. That's why you need to keep them in your backpack when you're going between classes. Because I've seen kids drop them down the stairs. And, (sighs) yeah. And, you know, you need to be careful with the water bottles, not trying to drown your Chromebook. Because I've also seen that. But as long as you take care of it, you know, you won't really have to run into any problems there. And so I really think it is a useful tool, and it's definitely helped me with better grades, honestly, this year because I can keep track of all my assignments a lot more organized. Awesome. All right, so we talked about your classes. There's one thing that I think both of you have in common, too, especially uh, in addition to your college prep-level classes. You're both in a language. Um, Megan, you're taking French. Ben, you're taking Spanish. I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you to say anything in either of the languages. <laughs> but um, what is... Uh, taking a language um, did you take a language at the middle school level and if you did what have you noticed about the the, the progression from the middle school level to the high school level in your language uh, I took a language in eighth grade I took Spanish but I didn't do too well um, I feel like in high school like the teachers kind of kind of just give it to you and you have to really study if you want to do well in the class like eighth grade they kind of like oh here's what you need to know and they kind of like go through it in class and you don't really do anything outside of class but I feel like when you get to the high school, like you have to study outside of class, make sure you keep it up with the class. Cause if you like fall behind and like, if you, if you like get back in the class and you have to catch up and it's really hard to do that with a language that you're just learning. Um, but I feel like Spanish has probably been, it's one of my easier classes this year. Cause I just like keep up with it. That's one of the biggest things. Uh, yeah. I- um, I took French when I was in middle school, and I, at least it is, the way it is for French is when you're in the eighth grade taking French, it's a lot of learning the vocab and the different words that you use. When you get to the high school and you move on to like French two, French three, it's a lot more about speaking it necessarily. Okay. So we don't really do as much of, you know, you would they give you a list of vocab and you have to learn it it's a lot more of you know learning how to write it learning how to speak sentences with it i haven't really gotten a lot of vocab this year it's kind of taking the vocab that you learned last year which is why it's very important that when you do get vocab that you learn it and that you memorize it because you know you're not going to go back to a lesson where it's like okay what does this mean like you're supposed to know it when it comes to conjugating things you're supposed to know it so it's really that's when it comes back to note taking you really have to be careful when you take your notes and definitely save your notes because I saved all my notes from eighth grade and it's definitely helped me a lot more in French too because now I don't have to retake all those notes I already have them and say I would forget something I have it in my notes so I don't have to worry about having to look it up on Google or something because I already know what it is awesome so uh, both of you have talked a lot in our conversation about studying and uh, both of you have multiple study halls throughout the day 
And as a teacher here at the high school, I can walk past study halls and I see a lot of kids that are not studying in study halls. But when I was speaking to you guys before we started recording, you both said that you use your study halls pretty efficiently. So can you just uh, describe to the, the listeners, what do you do in your study halls? And I know the easy answer is study, but what what is it that you, how do you use that time effectively? You guys both talked about being so busy after school uh, with all your activities, but so how do you use the time during study halls to um, manage all that workload that you guys have been talking about? Yeah, I, I'm very busy after school, and so when it comes to my study halls, I really take advantage of them. So the, it's kind of hard when you're in the auditorium, obviously, since there is no desk, and unfortunately, both my study halls are in the auditorium. So it's kind of, I use, that's why I use my Chromebook a lot of the time, because, you know, I don't have to worry about having to necessarily write that much, but, you know, I'm, I'll put my earbuds in and I'll listen to music and I'll just get my assignments done because if I don't have enough time to do it after school or if I need to work ahead because I have something after school, mm-hmm. I kind of can just sit there and fill out a worksheet. And, you know, there is some distractions that you kind of have to just, you become used to it because there are a lot of kids that don't take advantage of their study halls because they, that's, they take it as kind of a break, but you can't really see your study halls as a break from school because that's kind of what lunch is for, but... If you take every study hall and you take a break from the actual school day, you won't get as much accomplished and you're just going to have more homework. And for someone that doesn't have a lot of time to do homework after school, it's very important that you try and get all your assignments done in study halls. And that's been very useful for me, especially during basketball season where, you know, I go right after school and I have basketball till 930. You know, I'm not going to want to come in and have to do three hours of homework. You know, you're going to want to have to do them in your study halls and you know I it's it's kind of hard I get what people say when it's like kind of hard to write like stuff down when you're in the auditorium but you know trying to get all your assignments and they're on the computer and stuff is very useful and then your study halls are all in the auditorium too for the most yeah. for the most part I know we're switching around a little bit here at the end of the school year but how have you adjusted to having study halls in an auditorium setting uh, I definitely I just try to get done what I can um, and like so like I have a lot of math homework because I'm in a double block math period, mm-hmm. um, which definitely adds a lot. Um, I try to get everything that I know that I'd really not going to want to do later at night um, in, done in school. So, like, if I have an essay to type up, I'd rather try to get most of that done in school than at 1030 at night try to type however many pages up. Um, I also feel like if the kids that don't use their study halls – um, they kind of just like they're just wasting time in their day because um, like if you get work done and then you don't have to do anything after school when you come home from a sport if you're playing uh, whatever or you're in a club like you really you're gonna be exhausted from doing whatever you just did and you're really not gonna put your best work in so when you're in the school day like and you're you're like focused throughout the whole school day you can put the best work in in study halls awesome um, so Two more questions. Uh, one, you guys have talked a lot about your involvement and your involvement in athletics. Can you guys just explain or talk about what has what that involvement done for you as a freshman? Um, you have this large school of 2,700 people. You guys have come in and you've become involved in your athletics and other things right away. What has that meant to your transition here to Emmaus? Uh, I think for me, it's definitely made it easier. I mean, I played freshman basketball for the high school as an eighth grader, so I kind of 
already knew some of my obviously my teammates go here so transitioning over was a little bit easier because I already knew some people and get really getting involved it exposes you to learning to do other things and getting to talk to different people because when you first get here you know you're not going to see all your friends at middle school you know you really have to just put yourself out there and just learn to be friends with new people because you're the people you're friends with right now you're going to gain so many more friends next year that you know getting involved in a club or a sport is very useful with that and you know when you do a sport you kind of get to know the school a little bit better I mean for me I mean I spent so much time here after school doing my sport and you kind of it helps you just transition getting to know different people because when you play on a sports team you know they're already going to be your friends and just seeing them around in the hallway like they can help you you know if you get lost or something they can help you find out where you're going and getting involved in the school is just really helpful and I think that it's very important that you at least try to join a club or a sport like during your freshman year because a lot of people say that they don't really need to get involved in their freshman year because they just want to come in get used to the layout of everything but if you play it out like that you're gonna find that it's actually harder to do that than if you were to get involved in the school. How about you, Ben? You you got this this fall. You got the spring covered. Yeah. You're training in the winter. Um, what has it meant for you to be involved in all these different activities? Yeah, I definitely feel like it helps you like kind of find your like friend to like group of friends um, and find like who who like you're gonna want to hang out with outside of school, inside of school. Um, and I definitely feel like it kind of like gives you something to say that you're you belong to. Um, like for the kids that don't do anything, like they don't really have anything to say. But like me, I can go around to Mayus and say, yeah, I'm part of the football team and be like proud of that. Um, and I definitely feel like you get to know coaches that'll change your life. Like like some of my high school coaches now, like they've already made an impact on me. Um, and I feel like if you're, if you're involved with sports all four years of your career, um, you can also like meet tons of new people. Like I came in as a freshman and I got moved up to varsity right away. So I was like good, good friends with all the seniors on the team, and they they respected me like very well. Um, and I also feel like when you're when you're playing a sport, like you like feel like you're like I don't know how to say it, but like you feel like you're kind of like part of the school. Um, and you feel like you're more attached to the school than just, oh, I just go to Amaze High School and don't do anything. Gotcha. Cool. That's awesome. So we're on to our last question here. You guys have uh, been so great, and thank you for taking the time to come out and talk to talk to us here today. So here's the last question, and you guys have given a ton of advice throughout this whole uh, recording. So um, maybe something different, maybe one of those little um, hidden things or things that you kind of learned. Maybe you learned it in January, or maybe you learned it in October or whatever. But what is one piece of advice for incoming ninth graders that you can tell them like hey it's going to be okay uh you know we're obviously talking here in may you guys have been successful but what is that one thing that if you had to tell somebody to make their ninth grade year better what would it be i would just say don't be afraid like to put yourself out there and take risks because that's kind of when you become a freshman it's all about trying to figure out what your path for life's going to be and 
just trying to figure out what you're going to do. You obviously are not going to know what you want to do as a freshman, but it's very important that you work on taking classes that you're actually interested in, not just because, you know, the school says that you should, but, you know, you have to take a science class, take a science class so you're actually going to be interested in taking, not just go to the class just because you think that you have to. And, you know, definitely take advantage of things like a bunch of kids say when they first become freshmen, oh, I'm not going to have time to go to my locker. Yeah, that might be true for the first month while you're getting used to school, but once you kind of get used to it, and it'll take about, you know, a month maybe. For me, it was a little less than a month, but, you know, take advantage of your locker. Don't carry six notebooks, seven folders, and your <laughs> laptop around school all day. You know, you have time to go to your lockers, and you will find time. You're going to find time to go to different find different ways to go to your classes. Like I said before, the way I'm going to my classes now is not how I did in the beginning of the year. And just really stay on top of your work. I think that's kind of the most important thing is don't fall behind. And if you do fall behind, you know, we have Flex Wednesday, which is kind of the period where you, if you need help from a teacher, you can go get that. And you really need to take advantage of that time along with your study halls. And just trying to, you know, you don't have to worry about kind of, fitting in necessarily because you just have to kind of find your group and you're going to anyway so it's very important that you know goes back to the note taking doing your homework because almost every homework turns into a grade so you know you don't do a homework assignment you're not going to get that grade for it and you need to make sure that you're staying on top of that and if you are struggling you know we have tutors you know you can we have the learning lab like I said before you can go into your teachers and honestly your peers are very useful too I mean I can go to my peers, like, if I need help with an assignment, I can get help. And we have a lot of online resources, too, with our Chromebooks, and you want to make sure that you take advantage of things like that. You know, we have, when we were writing our research papers and stuff, that's a big thing as ninth graders, writing the research paper. You know, we have so many online resources, like Noodle Tools, and you want to make sure you take advantage of Quizlet. The school really provides you with a lot of different resources that you don't really find out until you're a freshman. There are so many things that I was exposed to this year that... I did not know was a thing back in eighth grade yeah and it's a lot more useful it's made everything a lot easier and if you really take advantage of those resources yeah it might take longer at first but by the end of the year it makes completing your assignments so much easier Ben uh, uh, Megan put a lot out there maybe she left a little bit for you to kind of talk about but what do you got what do you think definitely feel like just be yourself um like kids in high school try to be someone else that they're not um And, like, if you're just yourself, like, you'll find other people that are like you and you'll become friends with them. But if you, like, try to be someone else that you're not, like, what's the point? Um, And then I also feel like definitely what Megan said, keep up with your work. That's the biggest thing. And use your study halls. So, uh, once again, thanks to Ben Thomas and Megan Patrizzi here for uh, talking about their ninth grade year. Uh, We're glad to have you guys be part of our Emmaus High School community, and we're glad that you were able to share your ninth grade experience. So, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you.